0: hello and welcome to the mojo podcast part of mike's open journal here we're going to be talking about mental health and all things related includes illness wellness stigma and support and importantly some of your very own personal stories i want to thank you for being part of mike's open journal as guests as visitors as speakers as listeners welcome to the world of mental health and remember you're not alone out there these are real people, they've struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah.
1: It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it and the suicidal thoughts were back people knew that there was something not right but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything not only did this help me to write it Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well so it sort of started from there then she was like okay tell me a bit about what's going on so I told her
0: everything and her face dropped
1: You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most.
0: And I think people realize how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. I mean, this this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone.
1: And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it.
0: hello and welcome to the mojo podcast and to episode 136 thank you so much for downloading for subscribing of course you are subscribed right right okay just just go and subscribe no yep done it cool awesome thank you so much um if you do get a moment If you could leave a review, that would also be amazing. On iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to this, it really does help the podcast to grow and more people to become aware of the awesome stories, campaigns, projects, and a range of other stuff that we share here as well. So thank you so much for doing that awesome podcast stuff. I hope you've had a good week. It's been uh, another changeable one weather-wise. I mean, this is England. That is what happens, right? Um yeah it's been a busy week there's a lot going on uh those of you that follow the podcast and the blog and things will know that i'm looking to move so i'm going to start recording a few episodes a little bit ahead of time um, and hopefully have a little bit of a backlog coming up in the next month or so fingers crossed which will mean uh i'm able to let people come and look at my house and not come in while i'm sat here recording hopefully Fingers crossed that all works out. But yes, so there's a continued run of episodes coming up and I'm delighted to be joined by more and more new guests on the podcast. It's absolutely amazing when people come and share their experiences, the stories or the campaigns that they're part of as well, which are absolutely amazing. Uh, And today I do have another new guest. Arthur is going to come tell us a little bit about his experience with mental health. But also, really importantly, he's here to talk about uh, a campaign that he has put together with students talking about their experience with mental health uh, in the form of a short film uh, which is being put forward for awards film festivals uh, and has been discussed on a range of different platforms uh, and different media sources as well so I'm really really pleased to see that Arthur's project is starting to get more and more coverage and more and more views which is really important I think particularly because it's talking about young people. It's talking about students. I shouldn't make this jump that they're, they're all young people because I know they're not. Uh, but yeah, really talking about young people and students, I'm going to say. Uh, and the importance of conversations, of people feeling able to have those, of tackling that social and self-stigma that sometimes exists, of being confident enough to access the services that are there, but also encouraging people to say when there aren't enough or there aren't enough appropriate services available. And I think that kind of ties into some of the awesome guests that I've had on before from uh, Time to Change, Young Champions that have spoken about either a lack of services or more education that needs to happen. I really think Arthur's project here ties into a lot of what those um guys have previously said so i'm really really pleased to um ha- sit down and have a chat with arthur hear a little bit more about his project about the campaign and really to encourage you guys to make sure that you do go and view the film uh, and also that you share it if possible as well um it's it's very powerful it's very emotive um it is one to sit down and watch i'm going to leave a link in the description and on some of the social media posts for this episode as well so make sure you look at check out that video um, and you can find out a little bit more about arthur on his website again link's going to be in the description and at the end of the episode so check arthur out as well but thank you so much for continuing to support the podcast for downloading listening uh, and being part of everything that goes on around the podcast if you would like to come on in the future uh talk about your experience your project your campaign whatever it is you've got going on to continue this awesome conversation that we're having about mental health whether that's illness well-being a range of different things that are are covered by mental health as well um i'd love to sit down and have a chat with you all of the details for the podcast can be found over at mike's and then you can click on that podcast link specifically to get the information for well this yeah <laughs> um so yes a huge thank you to you guys for for downloading thank you to Arthur for coming on and sharing his knowledge his experience and the project as well i really hope it goes well i'm going to be following um their story and making sure to share the video as much as possible uh yes here's our conversation from a little while ago now uh yes there's um a little bit of pre-recording going on here but you know I'm, uh, I'm, well, I'm planning to move for for those of you that don't follow the uh, blog. Uh, I'm going to be moving soon, hopefully, Uh, and it's just causing a little bit of a backlog with some of the podcast episodes uh, and making sure that stuff is coming up for you guys. So some of these conversations are from a couple of weeks ago, uh, but they are still hugely important, hugely relevant, and the video is still up and it still needs to be shared. So please engage with it as much as possible thank you so much and here is our conversation to hear a little bit about how how your day or how your week's gone so far my week's been a bit weird actually because um
1: yeah i've got a trapped nerve in my back Ooh. which has been really annoying and i couldn't walk for a few days um so i've been trying to kind of work whilst being horizontal on my sofa it's been a bit of a challenge, but apart from that it's been great
0: oh that's Good, kind of. I think <laughs> I'm feeling quite good now.
1: I, I, I can talk oh, now, so
0: that's something. I've found I, there's only a couple of times when I've been uh, or struggled with like a physical injury. Yeah. I found it so strange. I'm so uh, I don't know, like as a young person or as a child, I got used to like being ill and being sick, and I was like, sure. oh, okay, I know like when you can't do stuff, but I never really had the occasion I don't well not that I remember as a young person being like injured and not being able to do things right so I think the first time was probably when I was in like d- definitely late teens maybe early 20s and I was just like what is this this is w- I don't understand that like I'm but I'm okay I can do stuff I just can't I think it was my leg or my shoulders I was I just yeah I, I could not process the like I'm physically kind of okay it's just one part of me isn't working i don't understand this <laughs> it is
1: weird I, I i find it weird when i can't see the cause of the pain like if, if i've cut myself that mm. makes sense to
0: me but if i've got a trapped nerve i can't see that yeah. so it's like, I'm just weird about it it is a it is a strange one um but yes so um it'd be interesting also to hear a little bit about yourself arthur and and um we're obviously talking because of your interest um and a particular project that you've got running around mental health but just to hear a little bit about yourself first would be really interesting
1: cool well I'm an independent filmmaker Um, I use the term filmmaker because I direct and I film and I edit so I kind of do the bulk of the work myself a lot of the time Um, so I'm freelance so people can hire me to do stuff and I also uh, create my own projects which typically tend to be sort of aimed around changing you know or creating awareness of certain issues or positive change or something like that.
0: Okay, so are there other projects that you've been involved with prior to the one that we're going to discuss today?
1: Yeah, uh, my work tends to be fairly documentary focused. Um, I've done work around homelessness and disability, um, addiction and things like that. So
0: oh, wow. those are the
1: kind of issues I, I kind of like to tackle.
0: Where kind of, where does that interest or that passion come from around... Um, very important topics but often things that don't I think draw people's attention immediately to to those areas
1: yeah I don't really know Um, I think I spent a long time just working on really boring sort of corporate productions which felt a bit soul-destroying so i don't know if i just get to the point where i can make something that makes an actual difference oh, okay
0: yeah kind
1: yeah. of felt nice so
0: <laughs> i suppose you get that level of um i guess experience uh and like okay i know that i really enjoy doing this but there's something about it that i'm not quite finding as much fulfillment from and yeah yeah basically oh no it's, it's... just
1: you know, strike a balance between sort of art and making money i guess so it doesn't
0: always go hand in hand. No, and it is It is interesting, I think, when you talk to people, the the different routes, like some come in because it's their profession originally um, or have yeah. done something completely different and, uh, they, oh, my friend or a former colleague just wanted a hand and I came in and then all of a sudden it was something that I really wanted to be involved with. Um, it is, yeah, it is interesting hearing and seeing the different routes that people have taken to
1: yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: To those projects. Um but obviously the one that um we kind of have briefly, very, very briefly um <clears throat> spoken about um involves well, I'm just gonna the students and, and mental health really. Yes. Um, and from the the short video that uh we obviously have a link to, uh it's really interesting to to me, like some of some of the things that are discussed or mentioned are are not necessarily surprising um because of the conversations that I have, but I I really like the, the approach of the film is I think very much for people that actually probably aren't aware not necessarily that this is happening, but the the high level of intensity that people are feeling these emotions and these thoughts to. Sure. Um it was just yeah, where did where did the project start? Um and Um, how did you kind of start working with particularly young people when you mentioned kind of the homelessness and things like that before if it was a linked project or is it just something completely new for you?
1: Um, It was something completely new for me actually Um, I lost somebody to suicide myself two years ago so that's where the project is rooted for me Um, and then living in Bristol I read about the student suicides here Um, we've had quite a high number of suicides here Um, some students And that was quite shocking to read about. And I guess it hit me quite hard having lost somebody myself recently. Um, So I kind of just wanted to reach out to these young people, these students and sort of shine a light on them and maybe try and work out what's going on for them. Um, So the idea was just to offer them a space where they could talk and open up in a kind of comfortable environment. Um, Because I think a lot of the way we portray it in the media is quite sensationalist and i wanted to get away from that and just do something really simple and raw so there's no cutaways there's nothing it's just them talking i think that's kind of yeah it's quite powerful
0: i think and and yeah and and it's their their thoughts um and their experience that's being discussed as well i think the the focus i guess in particularly areas where you do have a a high amount of not necessarily young people but students yeah um i think you can identify in some areas actually that there's a lot of um potential risks or triggers for people at that stage yeah um I think I've had people come on before and speak about like it's, it's the first time away from home. Um, there were a lot of additional responsibilities, a lot of unknowns,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, a huge amount of investment potentially that's gone into their studies. Um, and that's without kind of taking into account some people are moving across the country or to other countries, um, sure. but completely out of their comfort and their support network. Uh, and it yeah. does, yeah, it puts people in a potentially not dangerous, but a a potentially risky situation, I guess.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm speaking with the students. I mean, it was different for each of of them, but Mm. uh, a number of them did say that, you know, moving to university, moving away from home and starting over was kind of quite overwhelming, and it can be quite isolating for some of them. Um, But whereas other other people felt the other way, it was kind of, they felt um, it was positive to kind of get away and, Mm. and start over. So I guess it depends on the person. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of factors there that yeah. can, I guess, make things quite difficult.
0: Was there, um I guess, a general sort of <clears throat> theme that you kind of felt that was, was coming through from young people, not necessarily in regards to a particular illness or symptoms, but just something that was, oh, I'm really noticing quite a lot of something?
1: Um I don't think there was anything in particular. We had quite a, a wide range of people talking about a wide range of uh, mental health problems. Mm. Uh, this depression was kind of a key theme, I guess, but also different anxieties. There's some OCD and things like that. So it's a bit of a mixture.
0: Was uh, was part of the, the discussions that they had with you about any of the support that's available for people at universities or in education in general i guess
1: yeah um that was something i was quite interested in learning about um i'm not a student myself i didn't actually go to university or college i'm self-taught with my filmmaking um so i kind of wanted to understand what services were there for the students and Mm. what was available to them if they were going through depression or they were struggling with something um and It seemed like there wasn't a lot there, to be honest. I know one guy mentioned there was a six-week wait to speak to a counsellor, which is quite a long time, especially if you're really struggling with something. Um, So I think the demand for help is a lot higher than what's actually available.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that always strikes me is um, the, I guess, like the intensity of the situation for some people. Um, in that, I think if someone's struggling but they have a home and they are keeping up their job, they've got a couple of, they're, they're moving around, they're seeing different people, there's an, a, you're pulling at strings, but there's an element of well being there. They're, they're kind of, they've got some tasks, there's a process to carry on with. When um, I've spoken to people before that are um, at a university and they're living in, they're staying in accommodation there actually that's their whole life like they they live there they sleep there they eat there they're studying there their social groups and social circles are all based around um being at uni and i think it can be a very kind of enclosed environment similar to what um i think uh, i don't know if it was last year or the year before um we've seen with particular situations in uh, some of the army camps uh, where there are kind of uh, periods of time where suddenly depression or suicide um, will be particularly flagged up because it'll be um, almost like a pandemic within a particular um, area. And I always think of university as a similar sort of environment where you've got people that are kind of pushed together in a closed environment, and actually, if one person struggles with something, that uh, the opportunity for that to kind of spread, I think, is always more significant in those environments,
1: sure. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, it can be kind of contagious, I guess, in a way, yeah. I,
0: yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it's just that it's knowing that there's that support available for people to access, and um, yeah. the yeah, I guess the. I don't know, the intensity of those particular environments sometimes. (laughs) Was there, uh, I guess, like a particular thing that you were trying to tackle or raise awareness around when you were talking to the students or through producing the film?
1: Uh, Well, the main idea behind it was just to um, encourage anybody who is experiencing some mental health issues, just encourage them to speak up. and if the film can encourage anyone to speak up and help them in some way, then I think that's it's done its job. But also to kind of show people who maybe haven't experienced depression or anything and they don't quite understand it, maybe to help them to be a little bit more understanding or sympathetic. Because um, yeah. I think it is quite difficult for someone who hasn't gone through depression to know what depression is. Mm-hmm. You just kind of think, oh, they're just a bit sad, they should just get over it or something. But yeah,
0: it's not quite like that. Do you... Do, um... And did you feel like there was a particular reason why maybe some people weren't talking about their experience or felt maybe more able to talk about it when they were with you as part of the project than they would um, just when they were with other people?
1: Yeah, I don't know, really. Um, I tried to make it as sort of relaxing as possible, but it's it's quite difficult, especially when you've got cameras and lights all around you and stuff. Mm. Um, Yeah.
0: I always find it interesting because I've like, I've been part of a project before that's done a similar thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and it is it's yeah it's interesting because that side of oh often you wouldn't sit um with a friend while you're having like a tea or a coffee or whatever um, and talk about these things yet you're going to stand or sit here in this room with a light <laughs> shining on you in front of the camera and you're going to talk about them and yes, it's just it's really I find it's a really funny and strange um concept to sort of deal with yeah. um yeah, the yeah kind I, of know the, I guess like the tabooness ness of some su- um some subjects um and the way that we kind of I guess experience that um guess, like the social or self-stigma um around topics like mental health and yet when we put ourselves in those situations um there's that i guess that motivation to share those stories um but it's yeah it's just it is a funny comparison i have in my head when i think oh i've sat in a um (laughs) pub with a friend and thought no i don't no, I don't feel able to share. And then I stood there in front of a camera in a very bright lighting. This is when I felt... (laughs) You're like, (laughs) I'm okay, I feel able to do that now. (laughs) Um, I guess, like, how did it feel being in that situation Um, and hearing what I'm sure were um, very uh, moving and in some cases probably quite traumatic stories from the people that were kind of sharing with you?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's difficult to hear. I mean, and you can see and you can hear in their voice kind of what they've been through. Mm. Um, so it's difficult in that respect. But I have my director's head on, you know, I'm looking through the lens and there's kind of an element of protection there, I guess. Mm. I'm just kind of trying to get the story in the shot and make sure I'm doing their stories justice. So, um yeah, it wasn't too affecting in that sense. I think going through the stories and editing them was harder in a way because you've got to just trawl through everything over and over again and pick out key bits and stuff. So that was when it kind of hit me more, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's that's really interesting because I guess you've got that, uh, like I guess the task or the role, like you say, when yeah, you're recording, yeah. actually there's um, yeah, not just the thing that you want to get out of it, but for them, you want to make sure actually this is the best... Um, representation of their story or their experience or the message that they want to get across.
1: Exactly, yeah. I think there's, there's a lot of trust there um, mm-hmm. in the sense of, you know, I, I can literally, I could turn that story and change it into something completely different, but
0: yeah.
1: it's just good to know that there's that level of trust and with, with me and, you know, that I, I could tell those stories.
0: Uh, and then I guess also kind of going forward, like where, where do you see the The video or the project um, going and what your hopes for that moving forward um it's done well so far it's only been
1: it's been released for a week and a half now um so we've been selected for one film festival already and we're trying to get out to more film festivals um and we've been featured on bbc news and a few other places so it's getting out there um it's really just getting out to as many people as possible um and just encouraging some conversation around the topic really
0: that's awesome The so the guys that were part of the video yeah um, are they kind of following that up are they involved still or um, have they kind of stepped back from that now and they're just letting you do all of the stuff with the film yeah um, a
1: few of them have been involved in promoting it with me um, we've spoken to a few papers and things and they've been really keen to talk to some of the students like because me I'm just the, the filmmaker I don't I... <laughs> <laughs> some guy. Um, yeah, talking to the to the people who are actually in it, I think is is key here. Um, yeah,
0: I think it's always nice to have the the person that is maybe a little bit detached from it though as well to kind of reinforce those uh, like the overarching messages and, and the things yeah. that you wanted to achieve from it. Um, yeah. Yes, obviously people want to hear from and talk to. The people that are sharing their experience, but sometimes you need that person that's able to sort of step back a bit and say, Well, but this is the purpose of sharing these stories is to, yeah. like you say, raise awareness or um encourage people to come forward. Um have you had feedback or interaction or kind of an indication from um some places that services would change or um they're going to look into certain things it doesn't have to be within the local area but has there been that kind of positive feedback um as you've been publicizing the video um yeah
1: there's been a lot of positive feedback it's i think it's quite refreshing the way i've portrayed it and just the the message of the film i guess there's no sort of sensationalist stuff there um no, there's no ominous cutaways or it's like music or it's just really really plain simple and raw Mm -hmm. Um, so i think yeah people have responded to it well for that reason um i don't know about policy changes or things like that yet Uh, it would be great if it could you know help towards something like that but i think that's just going to take time and yeah
0: yeah but i think it's it's the more more campaigns more projects um like what you've put together with the um the film and i've spoken to people before that are um involved in the arts and and putting together theater productions and dance and music that are all around kind of encouraging people to engage in more i guess well-being activities um, yes. as well as kind of the professional side of of those um activities and it's really i think uh, an opportunity for more people to come forward and and not just share their story, um, but also to be a proactive person in campaigning for change sure. uh, uh, and seeing what's possible as well. And I think that's really important. It's easier for us to get caught up in the negative things. Um, and God knows there's, there's a lot of those. Um, yeah. But actually, there's a positive side to some of the campaigns that, that people put together. And that's really important to to draw on as well. Definitely, yeah. Um, one thing that I did scribble down was, and I don't know how well this will link into what we discussed, but do you feel that, um, I guess I'm kind of in my mind thinking young people, but not necessarily a young person as a student. Um, Do you think what is difficult or what's challenging for them at the moment has changed in the last, I don't know, five or ten years um or is it that we're just talking more now about the same stuff um i don't know maybe it's a bit of both um
1: and i think social media can actually be quite useful Mm -hmm. in people being able to reach out to others going through similar things and feeling support maybe when they don't have it closer to them um i think there's more conversation about this now Yep. um and I just want to kind of add to that conversation. I think there's still a really strong stigma there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think If we can sort of start chipping that away slowly, mm-hmm. um, I think that would be really positive. And also the way we... It's just kind of really entrenched, like the way we talk about it. We use the words commit suicide, for example, which kind of has connotations of criminality, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: We often hear about celebrities coming out about feeling depressed or anxious, and that kind of suggests... So you should feel shameful or we should hide it you know mm. um yeah, it really enforces the taboo behind it all when really i think we should be opening up about these things and supporting each other
0: such, i've scribbled down coming out um i yeah definitely echo your words around the the commit suicide phrasing is yeah. um something i think that is is not just very challenging it's that um Yeah, it's people being unaware of, actually, that's not just a phrase that people don't particularly like, it's the history that's attached to that. Um, And I think that's a really difficult thing for, I don't know, people to recognise, because actually if you haven't been affected to the extent that you're kind of considering taking your own life, Mm -hmm. maybe there's a limited exposure to um, suicide, Whereas once that's kind of become part of your thoughts, I think you generally become a little bit more aware about different things, about the fact that it used to be a crime. Yeah. Um, and and you, yeah, I think you become more aware of, of the language around that. And I um, I do find it... Int- I had a conversation with someone uh, last week, the week before, and we were talking about um, assisted suicide and how that is a criminal act. mm mm-hmm. Um, and it was really interesting because they were very aware of that, um, but they weren 't aware that suicide is not illegal now and was previously illegal and it 's just uh oh but you 're but you are aware that like assisted suicide is illegal and it 's just it 's interesting the things that people seem to have picked up but not other things, and you just think actually yeah, it is more people having more conversations about different things, and some of it 's going to stick in your brain and actually raise awareness and and some of it you might think, oh, I don't care or I'm not interested um, or you just forget like that's okay as long as we keep on talking uh, and keep on encouraging those conversations to happen.
1: yeah, definitely. I mean the la- the language thing I, I I used to use those terms myself or mm. so you didn't really think about it, it's just you know, that's the language we use, um, yeah. but then losing some of myself and kind of talking to other people and finding out. All these other people that have been through similar things, I actually kind of just got thinking about the language we use and how that should maybe be changed.
0: Yeah, and I think it's that side of um, recognising it's a historical term in that, like you say, actually it's a term we probably most people will have used up until the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, And that if we've decided consciously, I'm now no longer going to use that term. There will be times when it slips out. Mm -hmm. um and that's okay it's correcting it where it's suitable and where it's relevant like if someone's telling you a traumatic story and they use that phrase that's not the time to correct it (laughs) um but it's yeah it's making time for for those conversations and discussing why uh maybe some phrases are not to your taste um i don't like and i've seen this on some training where they use um like certain illnesses being more severe than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, well, I personally know people that have struggled with depression, um, which is considered a, in their language, less severe illness yeah. um, than something like schizophrenia. Um, however, that that person or a person that I know um, has had depression and then taken their own life. Mm-hmm. So to me, I don't understand how another illness could be more severe than that. Um, sure. I understand, for example, schizophrenia is more complex uh, and we know less about that than depression. Uh, But it just, yeah, it really rubs me the wrong way to think of certain illnesses as more severe. But I recognise, actually, there are times when that's a great conversation to have Mm -hmm. uh, and there are times when it's not as suitable. Um, But that only comes from, yeah, through conversations I've learned what my preferences are. And it's about understanding that other people might have different things that they like or dislike. So, Sure, sure, yeah, definitely. Um, awesome. well, I've really enjoyed sitting down and having a chat and hearing a bit more about the project and about the person that's kind of behind the camera or in front of it, depending on where the, yeah. the lining is. Um, <laughs> but if people wanted to find out a little bit more um, about yourself or about the project, um, where yep. are the best places for them to go um, to find out about what's going on.
1: Uh, we've got the Vimeo link, have for the film? I have,
0: so I'm going to add that into the description, and I'm cool. going to try and work out how to maybe clip some of it into some of the social media posts as well.
1: Yeah, yeah great. Um, and also, there's my website, which is ArthurCourtie.com.
0: Oh, that's nice and easy to remember. That's good. Yes. I like that. The one like, the other day. I do struggle with spelling my name, so maybe it's not the best. <laughs> Um, well I'll put it in the description so it'll be a clickable link so there's no excuse for people not to get that right <laughs> um, but no it's been great to, to sit down and have a, have a chat with you and hear a little bit more and I really hope the, the, the video, the film um, gets um, a lot of attention and starts a lot of conversations because it's um, not just about an important topic actually as you said earlier I think it's filmed in a really powerful way um, and really comes across as um, getting a true sense of what's going on for some people.
1: Oh, thanks very much, um, thanks for having me. No, no
0: worries. These are real people, they do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental
1: illness she's not a great match for me and that's okay
0: a lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation so mm. they can't appreciate yeah you know, it's difficult dealing
1: with our minds to get the word out that men have got to start talking i feel like a lot of the friends that i did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it and the suicidal thoughts were back people knew that there was something not right but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well, so it sort of started from there. And then she was like, okay, tell me a bit about what's going on, so I told her everything and her
0: face dropped.
1: You're not depressed, It's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say
0: the most. And I think people realize how helpful that one conversation can be
1: just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are.
0: I mean, this 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 shit is real and it's hard. It's exhausting.
1: So many people think they're alone and then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it.